listening to Chill Time with Will Moore. What's happening? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Y'all know what it is. Shaman William Moore. This is Chill Time as Will Time. And I'm Kerr. I'm here with uh with the big cuz. You know what I mean? The amazing Any Kenny. My cousin, Kenny Moore. You know what I mean? Of the Any Kenny podcast. Um and before I let him get started, man, and let him give his piece. I got to give them props because if any of y'all been paying attention, if you listen to the beginning of this episode and you listening to the beginning of the last episode, then you'd notice that a, a distinct difference in my intro music uh, kind of, you know, I got a, a personalized intro now and it's all thanks to my cousin here, you know, soon to be super producer. You know what I'm saying? The guy really got an ear and a, and a, and a mind for music, something that I don't have. But uh, without any further ado, Kenny, go ahead. Say what you got to say, cuz. Yeah, that's what's up, man. For y'all don't know, uh, for y'all who don't know, um, Kenny's a busy man. You know, he's in. You know, he makes music. Uh, he's an, an accountant. You know, what I mean, he's also a great basketball coach. You know, giving back to the youth and and stuff like that, and helping get kids into 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 college. So, you know, he, he's a he's a shining he's a shining uh, example for our family, and you know, what I mean, like we we love and respect him dearly, and. Like I said before, when he was on here before, I'm just glad to have him on. And, you know, we, I, I'd always said that uh, I intended to make this sort of like a regular thing, you know, every so often, you know, Kenny pop in and bless us with his presence and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, with that, it's in. But, um, you know, today I just kind of wanted to have a nice little uh, 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 episode where I'm just connecting with fam and a little lighthearted episode and in and, uh, honor of, you know what I mean, like I said, the theme music he put together for me. I kind of wanted to uh, have an episode where I just talk about, you know, my cousin's uh, a journey with, in music, which fascinates me because on both sides of my family, really, everybody's fairly talented uh, musically, at least both sides of my mom's side of the family. You know, um, they either sing or they can play an instrument or they just they got to like like, you know, what I'm saying like Kenny here, they got an affinity for, you know, producing and, and putting tracks out. I'm actually the only one who can't do any of that. I know what I like. <laughs> I know when I hear something that's good. But when it comes to singing, rapping, playing an instrument. No, you're not the only one, though, cuz. Producing anything. I ain't the, who else then? Because I, I need somebody else to sit in the shade with me. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, my sister Candace is not... She's not musically inclined. We kind of had to track her into the choir. She's she's the um, she's the nurse and the the um, one that's good with the finances and things like that. She's but the yeah, she's, she's the academic like me, huh? So 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 cousin Candace is the academic like me, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. She's um she's got in her. Um, she got a cosmetology license and, and the high school diploma right out of, you know, at the same time. Then she went on to uh, get her LPN and her RN, and now she's pursuing uh, her uh, nurse practitioner. So, yeah, she's definitely the academic. My brother, too. 
um, Philly's up. Yeah. Got his degree in physical education. And so I'm the one that's still working on it. Phil's still down in uh, Virginia, right? He is, yeah. Phil's in Richmond, Virginia. And, uh, you know, he's in his family business as well as times a ball. Uh, the basketball referee, and um, yeah, so he's on. Uh, he's a uh, you he's, know, just multi, you know, multi-crafted, multi-talented, just the best at the end of the day. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, so like I, like I kind of alluded to, like, you know, obviously, you know, you know, I'm pleased with, I'm pleased with what you did for me and what you put out for me. But um, kind of take us into your background with music. Like, when did you start? First of all, tell me when you first started getting into music. I already kind of have an idea with that. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption, knowing that, that side of our family, it had to be the church. And then... Oh, yeah, 100%. Exactly. And then kind of lead us into you starting to kind of create and produce your own music, man. I want to know how that how that all came about. Okay. Um, well... Like my first uh, introduction to music was, uh, as you stated, in the church. Um, I was the guy that, like, when the service was going on, I didn't know nothing except for like the music. So, like, I was just totally fixated on who was on the organ, who was on the keyboard, who was on the drums. Like, my first um, mentor is my godbrother. You was clanging, um, wasn't so you? Somebody came over. Somebody came over and took me off the drums, and I, or tried to try to take me off the drums. And I wasn't moving. <laughs> like they had to literally pick me up and take me off the drums, and I was crying. I mean, you, I was hurt, dude. <laughs> um, so that's like my earliest memories of music, and then they kind of you know push the story forward a little bit. I started actually studying in eighth grade. Um, I did. I played in band and uh, played drums in the band, and then went on to high school. Shout uh, out to Hillside High School, um, and played in the marching band my ninth and tenth grade year. And actually, there is where the, um, the like the composer and arranger kind of started for me because I really didn't read charts well as a drum line, We really didn't read charts very well. And so, like, we'd be going over the music for games on Saturday, and the jump line, we'd be messing it up. <laughs> and our band director, um, yeah, Mr. Howard Ellis, he, <laughs> he would throw us out. He'd be like, yo, get out, y'all go outside, and y'all figure out y'all parts. <laughs> and so, like, while the band was, yeah, no, that's just a true story. And so, like, while the band was, um, rest of the band was working out their parts, you know, going through the charts, we would be out there coming up with our own arrangement. And so, like, that's how I first kind of got the the whole thing of, um, of, of arranging. And then um, I went on to Rutgers, uh, Rutgers Newark, who the school is known for its jazz program. Like, there's a 
station in WBGR. I'm not sure if it's still there, but uh, they're just known for their jazz program. And so first I took uh, History of Jazz one semester, and then I took um, Jazz Piano the second semester. And so that's where I started to learn. So first I learned how to read charts for drums, and then I started learning how to read charts for piano. And um, one day I was just in the uh, rehearsal room, just, you know, going over a piece, and then I, like, found this chord, and I was like, man, that sounds kind of good. And I found another one. And uh, that was, like, when I first started composing my first song. And that was, like, in 96, maybe. So it got fun um, for you after you, it really got... So to make a long story short, yeah, to make a long story short, I just, uh, you know, it was just a, a, a gradual process of just being exposed to music and, you know, uh, and... I just fell in love with it. Sorry. I fell in love with it. So the fun came when you really just actually got to understand it more. You know what I mean? Like you understood what you were looking at and, and the intricacies of it. Correct? Yeah, for sure. Because like we were playing, like Mr. Ellis had us playing like, you know, like your Bethune, Cook, your Sam Hughes, your Black College, um, Band. So we was dancing on the field. We was, uh, you know, we would stop the show. Like, our football team, God bless them, but they wasn't really that good. <laughs> People would look forward to us. <laughs> That's real talk. Like, they looked forward to us, you know, doing a halftime performance. And I remember my friends were on the football team. They would tell us, like, we knew when y'all shut it down because we would hear a big roar from the crowd while we was in the locker room at halftime. So, yeah, that, like, <clears throat> that kind of just gave me the, the uh, real background in terms of um, composing and arrangements and records. And then, while I was at Rutgers, um, I started a production company uh, with my cousin, uh, Carl Precious. What's up, Carl? Um, we started a production company called Next Level Productions. And um, we were doing um, demos for people to try to get them signed. And so, like, that's, that was the next evolution in terms of my, you know, journey in terms of making music. Man, I can't, I can't read music to save my life. Like, I look at, like, I've looked at a, you know what I'm saying, a sheet before, and it just makes no sense to me. And you would think that that would be, um, you would think that I would gravitate to that because I'm the type of person, like you say, like you just indicated that. It got more fun for you when you started figuring out what you were doing. And I'm a person who, like, fun for me is, like, figuring stuff out. Like, the fun for me is in the puzzle. Like, trying to figure something out that I don't know. But it just, dude, it never materialized with me with music like that. I just, I mean, even looking at, even trying to figure music out, like, I was just like, eh. I just didn't have an affinity for it. Like, I didn't, I didn't have that desire to keep going with it as a as a puzzle like I did anything else or what like I did like academically or whatnot. I got you. Well, I think this can definitely be challenging. Like I can tell you now, like I've been playing over um I just turned forty five in August. So probably formally like thirty two years now. And I'm still trying to get better. So it's just like a you know, it's a it's pretty much a lifelong practice of just continuing to try to add and try to, you know, work on your craft. Because I don't know, anybody will tell you, like, you, any anybody that's worth their soul will tell you that they got to keep working at it. 
Right. What's your so I've interviewed before like uh, a couple artists and musicians before, you know what I mean? And they they all kind of have like they different type of uh, they kind of all got they like they process. You dig what I'm saying? Like how they go about uh-huh. making music or their inspiration in music and stuff like that. What's your process look like? Um, I'm weird <laughs> at process because yeah, I, I really am because. First and foremost, I'm a writer, so it comes, lyrics come easier to me than music. So, like, um, when it came to, even with your jingle, like, the lyrics for your jingle, I wrote that in, like, five minutes. But, like, the actual music itself, that took, like, um, weeks. Yeah, it took you a little minute, because I remember you would keep, you would text me, and you'd be like, yo, cuz, I ain't forget about you. I'm still working on yeah, it. You yeah, would keep me posted on it. You know what I mean? It's process because me, I'm a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist by nature. So like, um, if I hear it, it's something that's not right. Then I gotta go back and make sure, and you know, fix that the right. whole thing. And so like, um, the, the in terms of the genesis, your song of your jingle, like I got the. The music first. Normally I get lyrics first, but for yours I got the music first. So I was just, you know, at my studio playing around with the toys, and I was like, with the toys, and I was like, yeah, this sounds good. So I recorded it on my phone. Uh, then I got with um, one of my collaborators, Tobias Tanker Jr. I um, shut him up, and um, he did the the uh, drum program in terms of the, the uh the drums that you hear in it, the, the auxiliary sound, and then uh, once we started with the track in terms of the music, and I did the keys and the bass, and then he did the, the drums. I um, gave him a voice note of the of the lyrics, and so like he took it and um, got with uh, one of the other others, uh, Terry Hall, with the background vocals, and then. He, the, went to this guy by the name of Brian Smithman, uh, Washington, and he did the, the talk box. So, like, that wasn't even my idea. That's all to buy. So, like, when he faced, he FaceTimed me, and it's like, yo, I got a surprise for you. When he played it, dude, I lost it because... It was dope. I'm like, when you first... When you, yeah, I, yo, so this is the thing. When you sent it to me, the first thing I said was the first thing that came on me. I go, I go, Zap and Roger. That's the first thing that yeah, popped yeah. in my head. Zap yeah, and Roger, more bounce to the ounce. And so that I, I instantly knew what that was when you sent it. And if, when I first heard, I was like, Yo, this this is dope. Yeah, I appreciate it. So it was team effort, man. Like, you know, it just you know, some brothers just came together and you know put it together, and it, it, I'm I'm just, I'm just glad that you. Uh, you like it that you're using it. It's like a, you know, I mean, this is, you know, something you put your resume, you know, check it off. Yeah, for sure. How did you, now, your, your boy Tobias, like, how did you all meet? Um, actually, it's, again, through church. I was playing um, for this church, uh, Rebirth Worship Center. What's up, uh, PD? Um, he um, put me on there. He needed a um, keyboard player, and so, and Tobias played drums there. And so, like, after service one day, we start talking and then, you know, just wound up getting on the subject of production. And he was like, yeah, I do, production, but yeah, I do too. 
So, you know, we passed through um, SoundCloud information. Uh, real quick plug, my SoundCloud is uh, SoundCloud.com A-N-Y-K-E-N-Y interested. Say, say that um, again. So say that again because you're just breaking um, up a little bit. Okay, it's soundcloud.com forward slash A-I-K-E-N-Y. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah and then it was just going from there. We've just been building and uh, uh, making music. We actually had a last night uh, working on this song uh, called The Cry For Help. Uh, so, It's called we a cry. It's called a. And every like every week we get together and just working. You said it's called a cry for help. Yeah, for help. Um, it's like a. Um, you know, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Some, some really like uh, traumatic events happened for a span of a few days. Like on a Friday, there was a kid murdered at a uh, football game, high school football game, and then that Saturday on the same night, another high school got into a tragic car accident and, and died. And then that Sunday was the um, the Madden tournament where they had the guys shooting up the Madden tournament. Yeah, I remember that. Landing. That was on the news. Yeah, so like, it was like, you know, just the, you know, back-to-back-to-back events. And then that following week, another high school kid committed suicide. So like, I knew the kid's dad. So like, it really hit me, um, like, it really like, punched me to the point where I was just, like, really, like, reevaluating, like, what am I need to do more, like, as a coach, as a mentor, like, these kids are crying for help. And that's, you know, how the song came about. So, we're working on it, and hopefully we'll have it done in the next, um, the music done in the next week or two, and then we'll start working on the vocals. So, so we're going to try to get that out um, before the end of the year to go. I dig that. What uh, what other uh, projects have you guys uh, worked on and uh, together and finished together? Um, well, it's another song we're working on. I uh, really want to tell you. It's actually a song that uh, my late wife, April, got us to soul. Um, we did it together at a concert at my parents' church um, after our first wedding anniversary. And I just put a new spin on it and... Um, Updated the music and pulled in collaborators. Some more uh, music brothers, um, like Guy Larry Wilson, um, uh, Mike Ferguson is on bass, Larry Wilson's on organ, Tobias again on drums, uh, and my boy James Crawley uh, Jr. did a horn arrangement on it. So it has like live, um, it's like pretty much a full band. You almost have that Earth, Wind, and Fire, like Spider-Man type of vibe, the full band and the horn section. Um, John Alton did the um, and so uh, I'm excited about that one. Um, so, so you more like making first before the uh, crack for help. Um, but those are the two that we got that's really in the works that should be coming out pretty tall. So I heard you like you know what I'm saying like with my with my intro you got you know saying the Roger Troutman inspiration. Then you just quoted like Earth Wind and Fire on a, one a different one of your projects. Would you say you're pretty inspired pretty much by, like, that 80s time period? Uh, 80s and 90s. So, like, in terms of uh, R&B music, um, Ted Riley was the guy for me. Right? Uh, and my uncle, we were talking about it a, a few months back. 
uh, Tough Rock, um, uh, we would have went to see Guy. When he first came out, like when Groovy first came out, we went to Weekway Park in New Jersey to see them in concert, and they did a cappella. I don't know, I don't know if the track was on it or not, and they ripped it. And then we was just like, yo, that song is dope. Wait till that, you know, can't wait for the, the um, I think it was still tapes back then. <laughs> um, but uh, it Ted Riley just like that, and the whole New Jack Swing sound in terms of like soul and R&B, that was it for me. And then on the gospel side, like Fred Hammond, he is the guy for me. Um, I got all of his stuff um, when he commissioned to his, his solo stuff. So guys like that, uh, Donald Lawrence, uh, there's a guy out there in Minneapolis where you are, Donald Davis. That I'm I know him. I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, I'm a Back when I was like going to church and stuff consistently, like oh, I can say about like six, seven years ago, yo, he was the uh, the choir director at the at the church, and I remember then he was kind of like I was learning about him. It was the church was called United Church of God in Christ, um, and the pastor there was named was Celeste Webb, and I remember uh, he had already kind of been around the scene for a while, but it was the first time I kind of got to know who he is. He is super cool cat, man. He's a real nice dude. And he got his stuff together, man. Yeah, he got his stuff together. Yeah, so that's my influence. You know, of course, you know, Stevie Wonder and, you know, uh, man, I could go on and on. I'm a music guy, so I I, I just grew up listening to, you know, of course, gospel on my dad's side, but on my mom's side, on the Strickland side, I grew up listening to R&B and soul because my grandparents are big R&B and soul fans, so I, like, got both sides of the coin in terms of music you know what I'm saying I dig that man I, de- I definitely think you know what I'm saying like I definitely I mean I'm not just saying that's just because we fan but I definitely think you're on your way up especially if you just stay you know what I mean like stay true to yourself keep doing what you're doing like because there's a lot of people out there who say they're producers or say they're musicians and, and so on and so forth but like and I've been around some of them people before, and I don't feel like I feel like very few of them like really put the effort into it um, that you do. And I think a lot of them don't put the effort into it that you do because they're doing it because they're looking to like ascend that like they're looking for the financial gain, and you do it just because that's what you do. Like you just like doing it. And I'm a firm yeah, believer I that think with it's a it's a it's um it's a fallacy or it's like almost a pipe dream. Um, in terms of thinking that you're going to, because I have to tell my, my nephew, um, Cameron, he's 14, he's in ninth grade, and so like he, he's kind of one of my uh, mini me's. He's got the music bug as well as his brother Noah. So he started, we went, we did like an uncle and nephew's trip to Orlando, and so he's playing me some beats he did on his iPhone. And so he told me, yeah, when I take off this, this, and that, I'm like, dude. There's the money in terms of if you do what you love, music. the money will come. Yeah, but don't only do it because you love it. I, yeah, I say to people all the time, man, it's got to be your passion. Like you got to find it. You got to find what your passion is. When you do what your passion is, it's not work. Exactly. So like me, man, I don't. It's not work for me to get. You know, fortunately, I'm blessed to have a studio in my house, so I could just walk down the hallway 
and, and what I need to do. Um, but it's just, you know, you have to make time for it. And, and if you have the love for it, it's, it's just about, like I said earlier, it's just making good music. That's all I'm trying to do. And even with my podcast, like I created the podcast to give people a platform to be able to get their music heard because, man, I've been doing, in terms of like music and production, like production side of it, I've been doing that probably since like 1999. And this is now 2018. And you're just like, I'm just getting to the point to where, like, you know, with that jingle, that's pretty much, a, you know, my first fully finished, um, you know, song. So, like, you know, we have fits and starts, and you, you know, stops and starts and things like that. So it, it can be, um, it could be frustrating. Yeah, I mean, but you gotta like it because you know if people see the results that you want, and you know people are funny. Yeah, and, but you, you know, gotta you gotta if, as a if you have a hit, but that don't mean they gonna buy it. That's right. But as a as a creator, I was learning too, and this is what I feel, and I and it was confirmed when I read this article from Malcolm Gladwell. Like as a creator, <clears throat> there's almost no such thing as like procrastinating, and what it is mean by that is like. You can't like create like like projects or art in its purest form. Like you can't force that. That comes out of like your mood and your feelings and emotions at the time. So oh, it's like so it makes sense when you say like the stopping and the starting and stopping and starting. Like when you feel moved, you get the work. You put that. You put all of that emotion and that energy to work. When you no longer feel moved, you stop. It's when you start forcing stuff. That you create pieces, and especially it's even more—it's even more difficult when you're like a perfectionist. But when you're trying to, when you're trying to make these moves, when you don't have that energy, or you don't not in that mood, that's when you create stuff that's kind of like trash or stuff, stuff that, or stuff that at least is not up to your own private standards. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, yep. So the best way to do that is like make sure that you have things around you, people around you that foster that creative energy. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. You want people around you that's going to make you better. Like, me and Tobias, um, I said this on, I said this on my Facebook Live when I was talking about, um, even talking about the story behind a cry for help. Like, he's made me better because his energy and his drive and his hunger like, that's inspiring me. And, like, most writers will tell you and most creators will tell you, like, you either create from a place of inspiration or a place of pain. So, you know, it all depends which one um, you tap into, which determines, you know, what you're going to actually Your product. create. Because you could be inspired um, to create something. Then you could just write from a painful experience. You know what I mean? Right. Like Esther, you know, the whole confessions, you know, that, that whole that whole project came from this, you know, failed relationship. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean, some of my best projects, like, as far as like, some of like the, the, the artwork I've done or whatnot, or some of the pieces I've written came out of like, I was like, I was just like in a zone, you know what I mean? Like I was in my, I was in my own world. I was in my emotions. I was in my feelings. I was in that creative energy. I was in that creative space. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then you sure. just go with it. You know what I mean? So it's like at that, at, at, in a sense, in those moments, like I didn't even have a process. It was just let it take control of you and let it do what it, you know, do what it does. 
And, I, you know, everybody's process is different. Because when it comes to me in terms of writing, like, I write in spells. Like, I could go to where I'm just, I could, you know, crank out like four or five songs in a week. Or I could go like three or four months and not get nothing. Man. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, um, that's why I say I'm weird. It, it just, you know, comes and goes. But, it, but I mean, it still falls in line with, like, kind of what we just talked, alluded to. Like, you can't force it, and you ain't forcing it. I think oh, if you man, were... I th- yep, I think if you were trying to uh, uh, lay lay a track down or whatever during those spells, I don't think you would like it. I don't think at all you would be pleased with, what, with no, the, the product you put no, out at all. I totally agree. Totally agree. That's to be inspired. Man, that's for sure, man. What 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 is your uh, so like you you are you you be on the keys mostly right? Um, keys uh, keys mostly now, but I'm a drummer and I, like my drums uh, is my first instrument, probably my best instrument. Uh, I don't really get to play much nowadays, but uh, uh, keys and drums those are my two mains. What really got you into the keys? Because you talked about how you got your start in the drums, so it makes sense that. Drums are part of your repertoire, but what got you into the keys? Um, just listening to some of my mentors, like uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, uh, Christopher Bruce, uh, Jonathan Woodby, who was uh, behind the Brooklyn Tabernacle sound. Um, and those two were the two main ones. Then also, I took um, less, um, Alan Moses was somebody that I played with at my dad's church, and so I listened to him. Um, I took lessons from a guy by the name of Eddie Moses, which is clever. So, uh, and then, you know, just being growing up in New York, man, like, you get to hear some of everybody, and especially in the church. And then um, the gospel, like in New York, you got that Brooklyn sound, so you had guys like Butch Haywood, you had guys like um, the late Melvin Chris Sparrow, you had John Peters, man. You, it, I could go on and on. Um, and even now, today, you got guys like Corey Hamley and Travis Sales and um, Dwayne Gibson. Like, there's just, like, New York, it's, like, almost in the water. Like, you in terms of organ or keys and drums, you could pretty much probably go uh, anywhere in any borough in New York and find a quality uh, keyboard organist or drummer. I dig it. I dig it. What did, what other interests do you have with music besides like producing? Like, do you ever look to, like you mentioned, like the little cousins? You know what I mean? Like, kind of mentoring them or whatnot. Do you um, do you ever look to like teach outside of just outside of just the family or what? Um. Yeah, I've I've given lessons and I've actually uh, recently uh, put it back out there um, on social media in terms of giving lessons and. So I'm always like, I, my thing is like trying to pay it forward to, you know, the way people, I mean, like I stand on the shoulders of my mentors that I mentioned earlier. And so that now, you know, now that I'm in my mid 40s, I'm trying to, you know, bring up the next generation and help them to uh, keep this music thing going. So yeah, I'm always, I love to, to, you know, share my knowledge and whatever I know, I tell, you know, well, I tell people all the time, anything I know, you, you'll know. You just have to ask. Right, right. What have, what has been, like, your biggest uh, 
frustration um, on your journey with music? Uh, probably getting support. Uh, it's it's hard to get people to really get behind your music. And like I said earlier, that was the main reason why I created my podcast, the NMP Radio Show, was to give people the opportunity to have a platform for their music to be heard. Because like I told you before, I've been doing this since like, like 98 and 99. And um, literally, I've had strangers, I've gotten some, you know, I got like, more support from people I don't even know than from um, uh, those that know me, which is weird to me and kind of strange to me, but I don't know. I don't know if it's familiarity, familiarness, whatever the word is. I'm fumbling on it. But it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a struggle for creative people to sometimes to get people to, to get behind me. Like, that's I don't know, because maybe they think they should get it for free because they know you. But like, you know, just spend a dollar. Download the single. There's a yeah, lot of gatekeepers. It's, it's a challenge. Yeah, that's for sure. I've, I've heard. I heard there's a lot of gatekeepers in it. And not just... With, and, and gatekeepers in all forms of art. Whether it be music, fashion, visual art. You know what I'm saying? Any type of art. Like It just seems like gatekeepers are in the way of a lot of people. Um getting they you know really getting their respect getting their due or getting their shine and things have gotten better since the advent of social media because people can kind of put themselves out there but it's still like difficult you know what i mean because you know you 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 still have i think a lot of people's mindsets still have to change from being willing to there are a lot of people who support independent artists independent you know projects but there's still those people who like associate quality music with established labels or established brands, and they don't really uh, uh, give independent projects um, the time of day when they should. Because if they do, they'll realize that they there's a lot of talented people out there um, that put out put out great great projects. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's sometimes it's just for lack of knowledge or not knowing. But I think, as you said earlier, with the advent of social media, it's a lot easier for you to get your name um, out there than it was when I was doing it. When I first started doing it, man, you was you had to um, either know somebody or have a relationship. Like, I was fortunate that when uh, me and my cousin Carl started a production company, I had uh, one of my Uncle Ryan's friends, this Wolf Benitez, who's our friend, um, he was a lawyer, and um, when I told him I wanted to start um, my production company, like he helped me set up a LLC. He uh, told me to get this book, everything you want to know about the music industry by Donald Passman. And so, like, did that, read that book from cover, and um, you know, just got bowling. And fortunately, he knew some. You know, he had um, some connections with Death Jam 
other labels. So uh, we was able to kind of pack in, uh, but it was just, you know, and I say this all, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, yeah. Relationships are everything. That's everything. Not even just in the industry, but that's in just professionally, period. Getting any type of job. Oh, yeah. It's it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, you know, building relationships are key. So, you know, to anybody that's trying to do this thing in terms of uh, creativity and music, you need to network. You need to build relationships. You need to join a, um, join a, um, uh, a BMI, ASCAP, um, join a CSAC so that as a writer that you're able to submit your work and get paid for your work and have them pay you for your work. Uh, know about copyright. Read, you know, uh, read a Donald Patterson, read a Kashif's book on the music industry because there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways that you can monetize in terms of uh, music, but you got to have the knowledge. Right. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, not for the inexperienced. You know what I mean? Or, or I'm not going to say not for the inexperienced, but it's not for people who aren't willing to do their homework. Yeah, because you can get taken, taken advantage of. Oh, if yeah, we hear the stories all the time. Yeah, if you don't have the knowledge, because this is a real business. And, you know, corporate America is corporate America. And so you can sign your life away if you want to, you know, and, and sign up. It's an audition. Man. Man, how about how many hours a week would you say you spend on music? Um, uh, man, shoot. Last night, it was working from about five hours. Um, so it all depends. Like, I try to practice, uh, probably two to three times a week, and that's usually like five minutes or so. Um, and then if I'm actually working on music, that can be hours at a time. So it all depends on, you know, how my week is in terms of my other work. Uh, but I try to get, I would say probably maybe at least three hours, um, at least three hours a week. But, you know, usually it, sometimes it could be like 10 to 12, probably, you know, all depending on what I need to do. I can dig it. Makes sense, makes sense. Well, man, I don't want to keep you because I know you, you'd be on a tight schedule I already kept you longer than you usually do because you usually be you you you'll cut it half hour sharp. You be like, all right, cause I gotta I gotta wrap up. I gotta go. I got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, talk about music is easy. Music and sports. I could talk about that for hours. Man, but um, I definitely appreciate you coming on and thanks for you know thanks for the the jingle the intro music. Um, and you know I still got you. I'm working on that logo for you. Um, I appreciate so it. So I try to. I'll, I would like to have it done within the next couple of weeks to get it to you. Um, and so I, you know, when I finish that up, I send it to you. You critique it, yay or nay. If nay, send it back to me. Tell me what you want to see different about it. And if you don't like my work, I definitely I know some other people who do it too, who I can forward it on to. But either way, I'll make sure you get a, a nice pro, you know, a nice product back. But I just want to say thanks for. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. Oh my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, on. man. I appreciate um, it. And you know you gotta come back on, music, right? Man, this is this is a uh, life lifelong goal realized. So thank you. Yeah. And shout out to my guys, um, um, Brian and, and Tobias and, and um, Terry for their great work and the collaboration to um, bring it together. Yep. Hey, before before we before we wrap up though, 
you need to let people know uh, how to get in touch with you. If they want you to do a project for them, how to how do they how they can listen to your stuff, you know your music. Tell them about your oh, podcast yeah, yeah. again, uh, all of that. Definitely. Okay. Um, well, to listen to my music, you can go to my SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com forward slash a n y k e n y, and uh, go uh, go by any key because you gotta be able to play in any key at any time to keep up with singers. So that's what the whole any key came from. Um, in terms of social media, it's coach underscore any Kenny, coach underscore A-N-Y-K-E-N-Y on Twitter and Instagram. And um, my Facebook music page is uh, any key music. And any key is spelled with K-E, lowercase B, and Y. So, yeah, that's how you can get me. Um, I pretty much... I'm a music guy, as I said earlier, so any type of music, anything that you need, um, do our best to get it to you and, and get you some quality that you can um, enjoy. So, yeah, that's how uh, anyone can get me. All right, that's what's up. So, if any of my listeners out there, um, any fellow artists who want to collaborate with them, any fellow artists or anybody who's got a pro, you know, wants to buy some music or wants them to put something together for you, please reach out to him. He's a great guy. He works with great people. Uh, and he won't fail you. You know what I mean? I can vouch for him myself. Um, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And um, like I said, man, glad to have you on. If anybody, any of you guys got any questions for for me um, about this episode, um, about my fam here, Kenny, um, any critiques, anything like that, hit me up at chilltimepod at gmail.com. Uh, also, go, go, and leave, go and leave us a review, man. Leave me a review on iTunes or whatever. Um, let people know what you think about the podcast. That also makes it easier for uh, for, for people to find a podcast and, you know, good for recommendations and stuff like that. But I appreciate you all taking our time out to listen. Appreciate you all taking the time out to uh, listen to my cousin here. Please go out, support him. Thank you for, for supporting me. Um, and with that, yo, I'm out of here.